On the White House lawn, September the 15th, 2020, the peace agreements brokered by the United States of America between Israel, the United Arab Emirates and Bahrain were signed. The peace agreements between the nations would be known as the Abraham Accords, in homage to the biblical patriarch of both Jews and Muslims. The Accords have ushered in a new era for Israel and the Gulf region, enabling diplomatic relations, trade, commerce, tourism and cultural exchange. The Accords have the potential to impact the trajectory of the Middle East. The Abraham Accords podcast will be your source of quality conversation for anyone interested in the region with weekly guests on a range of topics from all signatory nations. My name is Robert Curtis and I will be co-hosting this podcast with Fleur Hassan Nahum, Deputy Mayor of Jerusalem and my co-founder of the UAE Israel Business Council. Thank you for joining us. We have another episode today. Last time we spoke, we were in the middle of the conflict with Hamas. And thank God we are at least in a period now of hopefully longer term quiet. Um, How's your week started off? Well, you know, in Jerusalem, it's always, uh, you know, it's never boring. There's always something going on. Unfortunately, earlier on in the week, we had a uh, security situation, a stabbing of two innocent people, but we're just hoping and praying that things will calm down and that we can get on with the important mission of bridge building and peace building and bringing our our region forward, which is what will be in everybody's interest in the end. So I'm focusing on the, trying to focus on the positive. Absolutely. Well, I think we've got a very positive story today and a very inspirational guest who has his own incredible story and is probably the the best guest we could have actually had this week, actually, after the conflict, because we are absolutely excited to welcome Karim Yaha to the podcast. Um, Karim is an Israeli Arab with a lot of history and background that we're going to be going into. So Karim, Fleur and I are so excited you're with us. Hi, Rob. Hi, Fleur. Thank you for having me. Wonderful. How are things up north? Good. Good. They say hello. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to come and visit you very soon. <laughs> yes, yes. Wonderful. Welcome. So, Karim, before we dive into some interesting topics together, because um, there's a lot, there's a lot to talk about, um, I think it'd be great to give our listeners a sense of who you are, what's your your background, and just tell us what your sort of modus operandi is in the world today. Right, um, gladly. So um, first of all, I'm a young uh, Israeli Arab entrepreneur. Um, I live about between Haifa and Tel Aviv uh, in a relatively uh, small uh, village. Um, a bit about, about my background, um, um, my father was the uh, first Israeli Arab ambassador to the state of Israel. Um, it was a, a, really a great pleasure to be a part of that mission. Um, since then, I uh, studied law, uh, corporate law, and I now uh, am the uh, co-founder and COO of uh, KSB United, um, a fund for game-changing technologies. Karim, where did your father serve um, so, as, as an ambassador? Right. So first it was, the first post was in 1995 uh, as the Israeli ambassador in Finland, Helsinki, for five years, then to Qatar, uh, opening the first uh, Israeli uh, 
diplomatic uh, post or mission, so to speak, um, within the GCC, uh, and afterwards uh, to Greece until 2010. And where were you with him on this? Did you go well, I, everywhere? Were you young enough? I, I, uh, my father always said that I was his right-hand man. Oh, amazing. Uh, he told, uh, in front of me, he said I was his advisor. I don't know if, it's, uh, if it was true. I was more learning from him. So I, I accompanied him uh, throughout every single post, um, day in, day out. We would uh, even discuss uh, every meeting or prepare together for every uh, interview. So I was, I was uh, with my father throughout all of that uh, incredible That's journey. wild. And let me just ask you the obvious question. What was Qatar like? When did Israel's mission open and then close? And what are your thoughts about Qatar today? Um, well, first of all, Qatar, as, as well as uh, many countries in the GCC, they are wonderful, beautiful countries, amazing people. Um, uh, as you know, the you know, peace talks between Israel and other uh, uh, countries are always happening. The Ministry of Foreign Affairs uh, does tremendous work uh, around the world. Um, what's happening now, I'm, I'm, I'm not uh, as updated as uh, I used to be uh, in terms of Qatar specifically. Um, so that's basically, uh, uh, we're waiting for the next, uh, the next flight to open up to Qatar, just like it did to Dubai and it did to uh, other countries around the world. I, I think what's really interesting and you're you're obviously giving a lot of honor to your father but I think we can even bestow even more honor on your father um mm -hmm. that you know he was bes bes bestowed a diplomat for life status by the Israeli government um you know he was the first Israeli Arab ambassador for Israel around the world and I think this is just an important point coming out of the last two weeks and probably less so here in Israel, but certainly the reaction around the world to the state of Israel is, is mixed up in so much confusion and misinformation. And your father really was the epitome of how coexistence can be built within right. our country. My father was, uh, first of all, an educator. Uh, he taught uh, Arabic uh, uh, in uh, Ulpan Akiva in Netanya, he, where he was a C-level executive, um, teaching people who became uh, generals, uh, members of the Knesset, uh, so on and so forth. Um, but, but he's also, in my eyes and in eyes of many, uh, a man of peace. And to be honest, I think that that's the true definition of what the diplomat is. Um, where you use uh, a certain, um, uh, 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 specifically in his case, it was education. So he used education to be able to uh, really bring together people and show how, uh, how successful coexistence can be in Israel and other countries around the world. Uh, his method was really uh, full of love. Uh, that, that was his way. He would, uh, you know, uh, get into the hearts of everyone that he met. And I, I think that's, you know, such a beautiful uh, approach. I try to adapt it as much as possible. Uh, uh, my, my motto is really to take things uh, 
through the business route. And, uh, you know, I think that's my calling. Uh, I think that that's how I'm able to connect things together. But your father's story, you know, I, when the world looks at Israel, we hear apartheid state. I know what I would say and what my answer is probably predictable. But I want to hear what you say to something like that, being the son of a diplomat who served, served Israel as an Israeli Arab. Well, first of all, to, to, to uh, in general, to those who know and to those who may not know, uh, Israel is formed by almost 20% uh, Arabs, uh, whether it's uh, Christian Arabs or Muslim Arabs. And uh, we, to be honest, live side by side with Israeli Jews on a daily basis. Um, we work together, we live together, we study together, uh, we're very close friends together. Uh, so... It was um, it was a no-brainer that uh, at some point, uh, we, you know, the, the Israeli uh, Arab community would integrate into uh, Israel more and more. Uh, at the time, during uh, 1995, when my father was first appointed as an ambassador, it was uh, you know one of one of the first uh, big announcements that an Israeli Arab uh, holding such a position. Uh, but but then again, today uh, you can find whether it's lawyers, uh, uh, doctors, uh, uh, members of the Knesset, um, and so many other fields that uh, we really coexist and we work together uh, on a daily basis. So so Israel is a very diverse uh, country, and but I think we have so many more uh, similarities than uh, uh, you know differences. We share the same dreams, same hopes. We again, we work together, and and uh, that's basically how I would sum up Israel. It's 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 a hub for all, uh, for all religions, for all people, for all mindsets. A great place to be. Karim, tell me something. Knowing that you come from this mindset, when you heard the announcement about the Abraham Accords, how did you mm -hmm. feel? Um, what did you think? And now, as a businessman who is out there in the Gulf, how has this changed things? First of all, it was a dream come true because, uh, you know, as a child or as an Israeli, just like many other Israelis, we, we've always dreamt of the day where we could get into a plane and visit every single country in the world. Um, uh, it, it's, it's, you know, I'm very pro-peace. I believe that peace begins at home. That's something that resonates a lot with me, but... Uh, uh, I would love to visit every single country and go everywhere. So once the Abraham Accords uh, uh, actually came through, um, you know, being that, that we were in, uh, in, in Qatar and we kind of experienced uh, portions of that mission towards this uh, beautiful peace agreement, um, uh, we kind of knew about it. But uh, I, I think it's a dream come true, to be honest, because it is a privilege to be able to uh, enter these countries, visit those people, um, whether it is in, uh, during my stay in Dubai, it was a you know, beautiful place, amazing place. I think also the, the, the brand of Abraham Accords will be enhanced by having the Israeli Arab community be able to travel more freely across the Gulf region to actually help educate 
and and show and tell the story that perhaps what the you know as we say in England you know the regular Joe on the street um, mm -hmm. would uh, would would perhaps not get access to normally being able to hear from people like you who are you know entrepreneurial educated you know striving to do really incredible things in the world that we're going to hopefully come on to shortly um i think this is just the power of the accords we, we we're, we're we're literally it's like an iceberg we are literally seeing a tiny bit of it obviously oh i i agree i agree 100 percent um uh, you know at the end of the day we're dealing with with people we're people here and for whatever it is to succeed whether it's uh, planting a tree or building a business or uh, uh, teaching a course, or even running a podcast, we are, uh, you know, uh, individuals that when we look at each other, we're smiling, and we have, uh, uh, you know, the, we have so many common grounds between us that, first of all, I think that uh, Israel in general, or, or, or life in Israel, um, may not be um, shown correctly on uh, news outlets sometimes, um, you know, the the day-to-day -day life between uh, uh, Israeli uh, Jews and Israeli Arabs um, is is uh, so much more amazing than than it it, it is shown to be. Uh, I, I currently have, for example, two partners, two amazing individuals, uh, Benny and Shmuel, and to be honest, they are like brothers to me. So it, it's not only that, but. Uh, Wherever you go in Israel, whether it's uh, your shopping or you're uh, building a home or you're uh, um, visiting a relative at a different city, you are able to really feel uh, how well integrated Israel is uh, or how well the, the people of Israel are integrated into the country itself. Well, I don't deny um, that there are obviously complications and it's still a, a work in progress. Right. But I actually think, and I think Fleur made this point in, a few episodes ago, that the real Abraham Accords started in 1948 when Israeli mm -hmm. Arabs and Israeli Jews decided to live together. And the success story has been going on for over 70 years inside Israel. We already had our Abraham Accords internally. True. It's definitely a work in progress, and I think um, I think that, and I and I said this in the last podcast we had about why the why the conflicts this recent round started. I think because we were doing so well. You have an Arab party who, who is now holding the balance of power in the Israeli Knesset. You have the Abraham Accords. You have all the stuff that we've been doing in East Jerusalem or West Jerusalem to 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 unite. And I think that that really bothers the radicals. How well we're all doing. Ironically, and then we have to have this type of horrible conflict. But I want to want to move on a little bit, Karim, because in mm -hmm. business, you're not just doing business; you're actually doing something very special, bringing some extremely interesting technologies to the world. And now, your company has set its sights on in the Gulf. So, I'd love to hear a little bit about your work um, and the and the type of technology and products that you are bringing to the Middle East, to, to other countries? Mm -hmm. Well, uh, first of all, it's, it's uh, no secret that Israel is, uh, you know, a land of innovation. And um, uh, we have, um, well, first of all, we've been very gifted to have either found, created, or helped create um, some of the technologies that we hold. 
Um, but what we basically do is we uh, um, are uh, an R&D fund uh, focused towards uh, game-changing technologies uh, in energy, renewable energy, defense, cyber, medical, fintech, agrotech, and uh, uh, so many other uh, very important fields solving very important uh, uh, issues around the world. Um, you know, something that's very special about our approach is that all of the technologies uh, don't necessarily just, you know, bring something new to the table, but they are really, they, I think they reshape the table because um, uh, they are very game changing. Uh, and um, well, give us an example. Really, give us an example of one of the things that is sure. Uh, we're working now on a medical um, COVID-19 cure. An amazing, wow. uh, uh, an amazing. Pretty event. game changing. Yes, yes, very, very game changing. <laughs> what do you mean Actually, by it, cure? It what do you mean by cure? Good. So, so it's not a vaccine. What it does, it uh, through a uh, breathing device, uh, inhalation device, we are able to give a uh, positive COVID-19 individual a five-minute treatment, and within those five minutes, he has already become uh, negative COVID-19. So that's that's something that we're working on very hard. That's and nuts. We also, yes, yes. Oh my God, I'm, I'm is it ready for India? Them. They really need it. For everywhere in the world, we would need it. Uh, whether and it's right in hospitals and airports. Dire straits. Dire straits. Right, right. You know, in, in, imagine making a queue with, uh, with uh, you know, just a, a, a simple chair and, a, and an inhalation device. Um, you can really solve not only COVID-19, but it also uh, helps cure other uh, uh, viruses and pathogens. So, so it's really a game-changing medical technology. Uh, but this, that's is being in, this is being innovated inside Israel? Currently, it's being innovated inside Israel. Uh, we have, uh, we're currently in the stage of, we finished POC just to make sure that it works. Um, and we are now at the phase of clinical trials. Um, doing tests on uh, laboratory uh, rats. Uh, once complete, we will begin, of course, we're, we're gonna need the Helsinki approvals and then right after a, uh, to approach the FDA. Um, but, but hopefully within the next couple of months, we should be uh, uh, in a very good position. Uh, it's called Kamag, the device, uh, very special technology, but Amazing. that's only one. Um, so many other things. I'll, I'll run through them uh, quickly. Uh, um, a, an improved uh, retina device for solar panels that allows each solar panel to be up to 86% more efficient. Very special technology. Again, uh, uh, advanced level, a POC is ready, you know, things that are proven and tested. Um, the world's first static energy generator. And this is a technology that is very special because it allows us to both have a generator that can supply electricity, uh, to be exact, one megawatts from a one meter by one meter device uh, and power an off the grid village, or to be placed in a vehicle and really achieve unlimited driving range. So uh, I think we should say bye to the uh, days of uh, gas stations and, and you know, charging. Um, at, least, at least a portion of that. Um, Karim, so and when you, go, when you go to 
the Gulf of these technologies. How are you received? First of all, the technologies themselves uh, uh, speak for themselves. But yeah. something that's very important here uh, is the approach. Uh, unlike other um, funds or VCs or uh, other companies that would approach uh, investors, regardless of where they are in the GCC or around the world, um, one of the methods is to bring investments back to the country, back to Israel. Uh, something that we saw was very strong, and this aligns with the Abraham Accords, that we would uh, uh, love to engage the country itself, which means, uh, for example, in, in, in the United Arab Emirates, we are very pro the, uh, the build it in the Emirates, make it in the Emirates campaign. And most of our technologies are ready to uh, uh, migrate to the UAE um, and make sure that the manufacturing plants are made there. So it's basically an Israeli technology, Israeli R&D, but uh, made, produced, and retail to the world from um, beautiful and large business hubs like the UAE. That's amazing. So the, 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 how we're perceived is, is, is you know, it's... Yeah. Um, to some as if it's a, it's a beautiful gift to the region. Uh, and to some it's as if we're solving such huge problems that um, many people really want to be uh, uh, on board. Uh, and and we're glad when to you, join and forces. When you, when you and your partners show up to a meeting in these countries, are they surprised that, you know, an, an Arab Israeli is at the forefront of this fund with Jewish partners? Or is it kind of like, yeah, you know, it's a Tuesday or Wednesday. I mean, what is the reaction? Well, um, yeah. you see, I, I, because uh, from most aspects in every meeting that I was engaged in, um, uh, they were most likely uh, impressed by the way we approached uh, the meeting or, or how we, you know, kind of handled ourselves. Uh, because... The last thing we wanted to discuss was uh, the Israeli-Arab um, or the Israeli-Jewish uh, <laughs> yeah. conflict. Uh, 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 because in the end of the day, we're really, as I said before, working with people. And um, you can see that me, Benny, and Shmuel are really uh, a very close uh, 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 trio. So uh, uh, I think we kind of... Um, give transparency to the picture of how life really is in Israel. You're walking, talk, uh, you're without walking, saying it. You're walking, talking coexistence. Yes, yes, yes. Even though you look more Ashkenazi than me or Rob. <laughs> With my blue eyes and, and, my, blue uh, eyes and, and my blonde and my blondish hair, yes. yes. <laughs> That's actually very funny. <laughs> <laughs> but but tell me, Karim, from a perspective of, you know, we're talking about coexistence, we're talking about business. You and I have spoken before about the importance of this marriage um, as a as a right. catalyst for driving um, the longer term dialogue between all peoples of the region. Look, I think that really, um, uh, I I believe that. Uh, the the bonds of um, uh, of business together can really shape an amazing tomorrow, and we could really uh, you know every seed and action that we do today 
paves a beautiful path for the years to come. Um, so uh, in the end of the day, we all want to engage uh, each other in uh, you know, opportunities that uh, whether they help Israel or they help the United States or help uh, the United Arab Emirates or Qatar or Saudi Arabia, uh, the point here is to, well, my agenda actually, or my mission, I would call it, I would call it is to make sure that these technologies um, are brought to the world. Uh, that's, that's really um, something that I'm here for. That's how I see it. Well, because they're really, they are impact technologies. They're not just, you know, it's not just another algorithm for a video game or they're real. It's, it's like you said, game changing, but they're, they're real kind of social impact in yes. 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 for every yes. country. How do you see the road ahead for the Abraham Accord in terms of Qatar, who you are very familiar with, and eventually, hopefully, Saudi? Um, I, I have high hopes in everyone uh, from all sides, because I think that it's only a matter of time where, you know, we're sitting on a table and uh, discussing... Uh, a business together. Again, we have so many similarities, whether it's in uh, uh, the Hebrew language compared to the Arabic language, um, whether it's, uh, you know, uh, with food. Um, and most importantly, we un understand and identify what the Middle East um, desires in terms of technologies, in terms of, uh, you know, how business uh, is handled. And uh, I truly see the best uh, in those, um, you know, upcoming um, months and years. I, I mean, I definitely I agree with you that the need of the region, I think, is represented in Israel, the climate, whatever. We're in the same region, ultimately, right. same challenges. Right. We were there a little earlier in terms of the challenges because we didn't really have regional partners up until now. And so Correct. the kind of necessity that we had and we developed and now Israel is a small country, but it is kind of like the lab for- Yeah, yeah, we are. We, we are the, we're the R&D hub of, of, uh, of the uh, Middle East, to be honest. Uh, and, and also I'm, I'm, I'm quite proud to say, and I've been a part of a couple of technologies that also uh, went around the world and yeah. did a lot of successes uh, globally. So uh, uh, I think our place on the map is quite important. Um, but, you know, most importantly, the approach, the approach is to uh, 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 share that work and those technologies and our knowledge with others, because, uh, you know, when we're more people, we're just more powerful and we're able to uh, really create correct business in the right manners, in the right ways, in the right places and uh, bring technologies like these to the right places. I think the, um, the, the, I think that the, the, the defining point here is that when you have impact technologies like you do and you're, you're bringing to the region and the world, business is always the best way to build coexistence. I, you gave the analogy before we came on air um, of business being like a person. And yes. I, mean, I, I just love how you explain that. True, but, true. Because, uh, you know, uh, you really... Uh, uh, you need to feed it. You need to take care of it. And uh, both sides come and look after that person, which is the business. Exactly. And now that builds exactly. the bond. And, and it's, it's even easier when we both have so many similarities within what we eat, because oh. then that's even better. <laughs> we, we both know we want hummus. 
and, and we have such admiration for olive oil. So <laughs> we can... Uh, we can I, definitely, I definitely agree that we have so much more than unites us and what divides us. And I think I, that's my message. Tell me something, Kareem, in the last few weeks, I was a little concerned um, with the conflict and how it would impact the Abraham Accords. You as a businessman in the front lines of this relationship, did you get any pushback? Did you get any cancellations of meetings? Did you get a feeling that, you know, that, that they were getting cold feet? What, what was your experience? Um, no, I, I didn't get any negative feedback of, uh, in that aspect. But what I did uh, uh, see and receive uh, from so many is uh, concern for everyone and care for everyone. So yeah. uh, I got a lot of phone calls, uh, uh, people trying to understand what's happening, uh, what's yeah. going on, uh, how it was caused, how is life on a daily basis in Israel, uh, uh, things like that. Um, look, it. To be honest, it saddens me that uh, uh, these conflicts are going on because really uh, uh, there shouldn't be um, that type of uh, misunderstanding between specifically these two sides who have been coexisting together for so long. You know, I, I, I sometimes see it that I'm in the middle of, of two worlds, but uh, I'm also very integrated in in um, in both sides, so I'm uh, I'm very I'm an Israeli I'm a pro-Israeli I am uh, an Israeli citizen uh, I admire this country very much and I enjoy living here a lot and I'm an I am also an Arab I fluent uh, uh, in the Arabic language uh, I have relatives uh, and, and and I can feel for both sides um, many others like me as well are in the same position. And I am sure that we not only wish that things would, you know, keep getting better and better, but uh, knowing each other uh, and knowing that uh, Ibrahim and uh, Abraham uh, uh, are are the same types of uh, 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 people. We're cousins in the end of the day. Absolutely. So I'll be honest with you, regardless of what's out there in the media, of regardless of what's happening currently uh, situation, or what happened in Israel in the, few, in the past few couple of days, um, a, a one or two conflicts cannot ruin uh, years of coexistence and years of talks and years of friendship. Uh, I have faith in my people, and I believe that uh, every Israeli will, um, you know, together we will light the tunnel um, at the end. It's a great final thought, I think, and... Uh... It's just Thank you. have some positivity after a very depressing few weeks. Um, oh, we have to be, we always have to be positive. Absolutely. And it seems that you and I, Karima, if we don't meet in Israel, we're actually going to meet in Dubai next week, hopefully. <laughs> true, 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 true. <laughs> Karim, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the podcast. I think, as I said at the beginning, there couldn't have been a better guest to get us back into the podcast series after the recent uh, conflict, just to hear... From, from you has been, you know, insightful, heartwarming. And I think your message at the end there is one that we can all connect with and uh, look forward to continuing the conversation, Karim. So uh, be well so and much. thank you. Thank you so much, Robert. Thanks, sure, it was Karim. a pleasure. And uh, nice. keep, keep up the good work, guys. Thank you for joining Fleur and I on the Abraham Accords podcast. Remember to subscribe so you can be updated on more episodes.